1: Everyone and welcome back to Pixels, a show where we cover the news, the gaming news from the past couple of weeks. Uh, we talk about PC, we talk about consoles, we talk about industry trends, we talk about big news, and uh, we do all of that and uh, have fun at the same time. How amazing! My name is Patrick Beja, and uh, in order to provide the fun, I need to have a co-host because I, by myself, as exemplified by this last. That like this intro uh, am not a lot of fun, but my co-host for the day is uh, Nicole Spag <laughs> is joining us. Is it the first time you're on Pixels?
0: It is the first time I'm on. How on is Pixels. that possible? I don't know, but I'm really happy about it. And honestly, it's way too early to have to be fun, and I didn't have coffee either, so I don't know how <laughs> the show's gonna go. <laughs>
1: well, it's but late for try. me. So. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, you know what? I know why you haven't been on the show you went and have kid, had kids oh, like yeah, that's the babies yeah that's the reason um <laughs> but now your kids are all grown up they go to school your husband <laughs> yeah, takes care of them they're three.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> they're all grown up well you know when they go to school you don't need to worry about yeah. them anymore that's, that's the, the well, way yeah, i understand it, this is right? true yeah yeah well it's less you get a little bit more time okay it, that's that's I'll job. you know
1: mine started uh, daycare a few weeks ago and our life has been transformed we're yeah. we're much happier people now not that i don't get a- hey okay listen kid if you're listening to this like super when you're older um that's not what i meant it it i we have nothing but love of course. but we work from home and it's it's hard to n- yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna be able to uh, get out You're of not, this one. You, am you, I? You
0: don't. You just. You always just. I love my child. I wish I could spend every minute with them. And then you go go play video games. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that We'll see how that turns out. Uh, yeah. But we have a, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, of course, Nicole Spag, for those who don't know, um, we've been podcasting together for a long time. Uh, we did yeah. a bunch of shows together, uh, including the movie Licious, where Terpster was also on the show. Um oh, I miss that show. It was, uh, it was so fun. Uh, but we... we- Oh, what's happening there?
0: Sorry, I got a phone call and it apparently it, was in is like it. Husband, and is it your husband? Is it your husband saying,
1: no. "Nicole, <laughs> I can't handle these these monsters"?
0: Just drop them off.
1: <laughs> um. So, right, we we used to do a lot of shows all the time together, and uh, mm-hmm. now we don't so much because we're grown up all of a sudden, and uh, we have stuff to do, but. Now, you have a little bit more, more time, so I hope you're going to be on the show a little bit, You know, every once in a while.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. I miss well, that. let's see how this
1: goes first. Maybe you're going to okay, be like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, wait, what? Ahead of no ourselves. way, not it again.
0: Could be, <laughs> let's get, not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> uh,
1: but we are going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, news-wise, there is news that Sony is not going to be ad 3 We're going to be discussing that. Uh, rumors that Microsoft is, gonna, is working on a uh, physical media-less version of the Xbox. Uh, that might release in 2019 somewhere around the spring and then a bunch of games we've been uh, playing well a couple of games we've been playing maybe and uh, a bunch of other news so let's get started with what i guess is the biggest news of the last couple of weeks the fact that sony is not going to be at E3 after having canceled their um PlayStation experience event which they usually hold in December. I say usually it's happened huh. like 3 or 4 times. Um and the the rationale between be, behind the canceling of the um PlayStation experience was well. We don't have a lot to show, so we don't want everyone to be disappointed. I guess they didn't word it like that exactly. Uh, But we don't don't want people to be disappointed, so we're just not going to do the show. And I suspect that them not being at E3 is kind of the same thought process. Uh, They're not going to be.
0: They're
1: not going to do a press conference. Uh, And they're not going to be at the show floor. So, like, literally not at E3 at all. Uh, I'm guessing they're working on the PlayStation 5 and they're not ready to announce anything, so they won't only be able to show the last games they have for this generation, which are, you know, Last of Us 2, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and probably uh, the the Death Stranding. There you go. And we've seen those, like, 15 times already. So... Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so first time in 24 years of E3's 24 year history, they will not be attending. And I, that's... But I, I can respect it, though, if you don't have anything to show, rather keep them wanting versus being disappointed.
1: I think that completely makes sense. But a lot of people went to the conclusion that this essentially affects E3 and the industry as a whole. And for a lot of people, essentially, the the, the world is burning now. (laughs) Uh, Everything's falling apart. Because, you know, E3 has been a staple of the gaming industry for a long time. And EA has already decided they weren't going to be at E3. And they have their side thing. It's unclear as of yet whether or not Sony is going to have their side thing this year. It seems unlikely. If they did, they would probably go to E3. But it might be that they don't come back, you know. And that, you know, poses the question of the relevance of E3 and big trade shows uh, for this industry. Because in tech, uh, big trade shows have sort of uh, lessened in importance as big uh, uh, manufacturers have created their own events, and Sony, just like Nintendo, could very well own their messaging and pull out of e three right. entirely so I could see that yeah, yeah. well, the,
0: like I, Apple does, Apple has a big
1: and best. Samsung and you know well, yeah. maybe those two, but Sony is one of the big dogs, so they could completely own their own news cycle um because- i i I would be sad if e three ended up not being this giant geek fest nerd fest Mm -hmm. where everyone is you know super excited at the same time about the same things and watches the the all of the press conferences and and makes fun of everything that's happening you know it's as we were fond of saying it's kind of our super bowl right
0: yeah but doesn't it seem like though the the market is saturated with all these conventions though i mean i mean E3 you got fan the conventions I, I understand that but you can only get so big you can't get i mean they've seemed like they've been growing 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 maybe it's a time because my real work is uh we run a woodworking website and we go to the woodworking conventions and there's two really big ones and they actually alternate so one year the conference is in atlanta the other year it's in vegas and they they can only they're big industry events but they can only get so big and there was for a while they it seemed like they were just growing 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 and then you know the companies backed off and then they grow up again and then they back off and they grow up it's it's a cycle i think i think it's a natural i
1: think cycle. there's some of that, and certainly we have, you know, I, I guess the other big one is PAX that you think about, and then there's Gamescom yeah. in the middle of summer, and you have, in PAX, there are like, what, four PAXs now? Um, and then you have uh, Paris Games Week, which has been growing in the past couple of years uh, in the in the fall, but I think this is different. If they don't go to E3, it would be to do their own thing like so many others yeah. still do, and i understand that this is a possibility i think there's also a possibility that they're just not going this year but next year when they want to announce you know the playstation 5 and they have they want to reach the the consumer media not just the hardcore um hardcore gamer media they i think e3 is still the best way of doing this although Mm -hmm. they could just you know rent a theater and invite everyone, including, you know, whatever, New York Times and ABC sure. and and people would, would report on that as well. for especially well, and for Sony is a,
0: account. I mean, our, Sony as a company, they do a lot. They do movies, they do video games. Do you ever see them having like a big Sony that they talk about all of their, their properties or do they kind of keep those siloed? No, it's
1: very siloed. Uh, but the gaming yeah. uh, division is also the biggest one by far. Of all of mm. the other ones, so I don't know. Um, it does
0: seem like though, entertainment is crossing the line is being blurred a lot with properties, with gaming and and movies and TV. Yeah, but so when you, it is very, it's interesting. M-
1: if you cross them too much, you risk <laughs> very big backlash, like we've seen with yeah. you know m- when Microsoft announced the Xbox One. That they tried to do that, and they tried to right. speak to gamers like as if they had them in their pocket, and they were trying to reach others, so I don't think anyone's gonna be making that mistake again,
0: yeah. um,
1: <laughs> which by the way leads us to uh the opportunities for Microsoft this year because they have like Nintendo does a direct, which they always do um and the the others aren't as big, so Microsoft has the whole stage now, and they could. I don't know what they could do to essentially bring people back in droves. They could announce their next console. I don't think it's going to happen. But if they did and say, you know, it's going to be available early in 2019, you know, in in 2020. uh, I don't think they would announce it if it was released at the end of the year 2020. But if it's available early 2020, um, I don't, basically, I don't think it's going to be available in 2019. Um, It would be a bit early, especially if, as we have rumors, they are still releasing Xbox um, hardware, Xbox One hardware in 2019. Oh, I didn't
0: buy I didn't even buy an Xbox One.
1: I had one, but it's been in the cupboard for a while. Um, And
0: that's what happened with my 360. I didn't really I played it every once in a while, but I was like, yeah, I'm not going to I'm going to skip the Xbox One this time and focus on the PlayStation.
1: Yeah, it, I think it's... they it had, every... it had
0: more titles that I wanted to play on Exactly.
1: I, well, I think, you know, as we've often said, the Xbox One is great if you want to play the few exclusives that are on Xbox One. Otherwise, you're better off having a console that has more exclusives. And that's what they've understood. That we said, As we said last episode, they've been buying studios like left and right. And they're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of exclusives for the next generation, which well let's talk about this then um the the discless xbox one which is rumored for 2019 would cost less than the current xbox one s which is 300 bucks but you know you can usually get cheaper um Mm -hmm. it would be it it seems they're targeting uh, a price of 200 bucks around 200 bucks which would be great um of course, it wouldn't be appropriate for everyone because some people don't have enough uh, internet speed to use a, a disk class device. The
0: size? Yeah, what's the size that they're we given? Don't. Is it like a terabyte or anything? Oh, I'm guessing it, it better, would be a terabyte. It be, yeah, it better be big. Because... Yeah, yeah.
1: Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I I could
1: see 500, 500 megs, but it would it would need a terabyte or
0: think. Oh, not megs, I mean, gigs, gigs, sorry. Gigs. <laughs> i was like, where yeah. are we in 1999? <laughs>
1: Um but yeah I mean that 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 could work um for some yeah. people you we were yeah, talking I, before the show and yeah you were telling Yeah
0: I me, download all my games anymore I I actually get annoyed when I have to get up and change out a disc
1: so. Me too I think it comes <laughs> I like with parenthood maybe maybe uh, you're like, I, don't I can know. get up from my couch what are what is this like 1973 what what are you talking about
0: But like um, with the Fallout 76 I I just Cued it up to download, and it was done. And then I watched the little countdown go. Okay, you can play now. I'm like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I just hit, hit That's start. That's what I
1: do. That, like the the annoying things, it's usually it's now ironically more expensive to buy the game uh, digitally than it is to to buy the physical copy, which is moronic because we have uh, uh, more restrictions with the digital mm-hmm. version, and um. The other thing is you'd usually have to wait well, you have to wait until release day when sometimes the physical copy you can get in some stores before, so right, but still, I also buy all my all the things uh physically uh, I mean digitally, uh, so I could completely see that device being appealing to some people um, and so this is where it gets interesting, I think if it sort of has the tech included that could transform the device into an xbox scarlet you know with the streaming technology or just you know mm-hmm. the downloading the games um if it like could a transform media, into media center right well i mean the the you've heard about this the the scarlet uh service that they're they're rumored to be preparing for the next generation <laughs> right
0: i uh, probably but i don't remember <laughs> i've have I have kids. a terrible memory yeah. now that I've had
1: kids. So the, the the rumor is for those who don't remember is that it would be a dual system where you can either purchase the game, um, like physically or digitally, digitally, and install it, mm-hmm. or you could stream the games in that you know fashion, super fashionable oh, way that yeah, yeah. you know, and and the consoles could do both. So like you would the have.
0: On live, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. O- of old, okay. uh, and the PlayStation now, now, and yeah, and supposedly yeah. they would have tech that would make latency a lot more bearable than it is now with the current uh, uh, services. And everyone's doing this, you know. There's a Google service. There's a bunch of different, uh, uh, and even Microsoft has announced the X Cloud for that version of the Xbox One service. So everyone's going to it, um, and the next generation could very well be that. And mm-hmm. if you buy that device and it's compatible with it, with the, the next version, uh, with the streaming, not obviously with the purchasing of the games because the tech wouldn't be capable of rendering those games because it would still be Xbox One tech. Um, but if you could use it for, for the streaming version, it could be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. The 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 supreme irony in all of this, we touched on DRM Um is the fact that Microsoft, with the Xbox One, with with their failed announcements, uh, was trying to tell us these digital rights should be yours, and they did a terrible job at it. But and I've talked about yeah. it many many times throughout the years. But they were trying to tell us you could you should be able to sell the games that you've purchased digitally. You should be able to lend them. You should be able to uh, share them. To to you know mm-hmm. and to all of this and because of gamer outrage which i understand it was very badly presented it was a terrible presentation tanked the generation for them but now we're in a future where it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do all of this Uh, and anyway
0: because that's honestly the only reason i buy physical is if i know it's a game so like i picked up far cry 5 because I i wanted to play it that night and i didn't want to wait for the download so i ran to best buy got it and i ended up letting uh brian ibbett borrow it from me so i was like oh that was nice and and play far far cry five yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
1: (laughs) and and we can't do that with anyway that's a completely different story that's the only reason to buy discs nowadays but that that is going away it seems in the future
0: it does seem like it
1: i would hope that microsoft would have the courage to do that again kind of, mm-hmm. like to to bring this back as an option for people. Oh, and by the way, they have apparently, again, this is rumors, but uh, for people who would like to buy this uh, version of the, the Xbox One without digital media available, that it wouldn't have a drive, essentially, um, a disk drive, you could uh, uh, get your physical di- disk to a partner store and get it exchanged for a code that would give, give you the game, uh, the digital version of that game, for your console so you oh, could still cool. somehow get yeah i think it's a nice transition thing but
0: and also does it does it have a like a usb port you could always have sure. like an external drive maybe
1: well i, I,
0: I guess it it
1: would be possible yeah, I, mean, I suppose how hmm.
0: laptops worked because oh my god you got rid of the disk drive what what am i going to do oh i really didn't use it anyways it's okay exactly
1: no but you're right maybe maybe that would be possible i mean they they are essentially pcs of all of those consoles so i mean the xbox and the playstation so um, right would be interesting um Hmm. all right so that is the rumor um so it could be a, a a nice way of uh uh targeting different markets for microsoft i still and won't buy it I <laughs> well i don't know i might if it has i don't know um
0: you it won't it's all well, right i mean i
1: have an xbox one in my cupboard the, the issue is it's the original one which is gigantic and has this power supply unit which takes basically as much s- space as my tv um,
0: is is it, is it like the the uh, 360s powers? I mean, it was like a. Brand. I
1: think it's a bit bigger. It's it's oh gosh. Uh, it's oh, at least as big. It's but you know the new one, the Xbox One and the One X, are tiny. Like it's it's huh. wonderful engineering on on the Microsoft team's part, and and this one would probably be a little bit smaller. I'm guessing. I don't know. I the thing is, I might be interested in the Game Pass, um, for you know a while for some of the games they have the, the other issue is there are so many games that i don't have time for like there are already a ton of games well some games i would like to play on, a, on the xbox but i just don't have time there are too many other games um i don't know anyway that this class xbox one might be coming uh, but let's talk about the many games that are uh, coming and that are available now um bunch mm-hmm. of releases since we last uh, did an episode tetris effect hitman Hit, hitman 2 battlefield 5 fallout 76 pokemon let's go um pokemon let's go super Popular, of course. I'm not a Pokemon person, so I didn't get into it. Uh, I played t- Tetris Effect. I was surprised I wasn't big into it. I love Mizuguchi. Well, actually, that's not true. I loved uh, Lumines, and I love Tetris, but I didn't. I, maybe I should try it a bit more. Maybe I should try it in VR. Um,
0: mm.
1: Hitman 2. I,
0: I have VR. I just haven't really played it because Skyrim looked horrible on it. I'm like, mm. I'm not playing this game. It looks terrible. Uh I I am looking forward to the Borderlands release. I will play it on yeah
1: you're a big Borderlands fan. That's coming at the end I of know. uh December, right? I, think.
0: Maybe I don't maybe
1: So, actually, hey, talking about VR, I I should try Tetris Effect, but it's a bit expensive for what it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I should try it in VR because I think this game is very well suited to that kind of experience of enveloping experience. Um, So, I really should try it. And I finally plugged back in my PSVR. The problem is it doesn't have HDR pass-through, so I can't play my games in HDR uh, on my brand new TV, which is super mm. nice and has HDR, so I unplugged it. Now I plugged it back in um, to give Astrobot Rescue Mission a try, and it is really fun. I just played the demo; it's like half an hour worth of game time, but it's surprisingly. Everyone's been saying it's a really good game. Um, mm-hmm. It is. It's a really good game, <laughs> or at least it feels like it. Like it's. It's so charming and and cleverly designed and by all accounts it gets better with uh additional levels um i think i'm gonna buy it uh it's it's a a very well designed version of an old school platformer in imagined in vr and it's very appropriate it's very clever the way it uses the mechanics and it's it's very surprising i really enjoyed it and i i might buy it there's you know um beat saber which i might buy as well everyone's been raving about uh and tetris effect which could be interesting in vr um psvr is really in a good place i think right now so with the the bundles coming for 200 bucks um it happened at black friday i'm sure there will be more for Mm -hmm. the holidays it might be a nice try, a, a nice uh, uh way to try VR. And AstroBot looks fine. It's not, you know, gonna blow your mind visually, but it doesn't. It didn't, you know, bother me visually either. So, it's PSVR is in a pretty good place right now. And and mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to someone who's not curious about VR. I wouldn't say, you know. Go get it now! It's awesome. But if you're curious, yeah. it's a, it, it's starting to be at 200 bucks. I think it's a pretty good uh, uh, yeah. purchase.
0: It's a it's honestly a novelty. I don't even know like how well the the Borderlands game is gonna turn. Yeah, you connect I don't to have wires. High hopes. Yeah, yeah, you I, I agree. Wires it, it, it is a novelty. You, and, and you know it is. But I think
1: is. you know I think it's uh uh it's uh possible to recommend nowadays. To get that experience and to see where it might be going in the future, whereas sure. you know a year ago I wouldn't have said so. You know I would have said eh, maybe because if we
0: the... don't if we don't buy this tech now, it will never get better. <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> I don't know. We're, I think we're... I wouldn't be surprised if if Sony uh, did a PSVR two for the next generation, just because they want to be you know with a better. Version of the hardware and everything—it's already the most comfortable, the best compromise. um Anyway, we'll see. But Astrobot, mm-hmm. surprising—I'm going to look into it a little bit further. Uh, but the cool. the ones we wanted to talk about are the one, the ones that were just released. uh Hitman Two seems great. It's just more Hitman One, and Hitman One is. Is it
0: weird that I thought Hitman Two was already released?
1: <laughs> a re-release of Hitman One? <laughs>
0: no, I, no, that it's already been out for a while. Like I, I'm like, oh. Th- because people talk about it
1: so much i think um but but the thing is the the first one is so cheap that it's probably a good idea to get the first one unless you're really into it already um
0: gotcha same way with battlefield like there's been so many different battlefields i'm like which i can't keep up
1: (laughs) wait so are you saying this and now we're going to be talking about fallout 76 (laughs) and like oh that's different
0: This is the game that I care about, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly.
1: That's the difference. So let, let's get to that. Um, Fallout 76, I think yeah. one of the most, the least First well off, have received... you played it?
0: No, no, right. no, no, I
1: haven't. But You haven't no, but played l- it? Let, let me set the stage. Um, yeah. Everyone hates it. I think. Except uh, me. Except you. Except you. No, that's not exactly true. The the, the feedback I've been getting from Fallout seventy six is it is completely broken. It's
0: it's not completely super flo- broken.
1: flawed. That's the feedback I've been getting. You te- you can tell that, us the the, the opposite the
0: now. So I and, I, I should and say I'm, no. But I let, me, let, on me, on just let, let okay. me just finish.
1: Let let me just finish uh, setting the stage. As I said, <laughs> people think it's broken. It is unacceptable that Bethesda put put out a game that badly conceived, and yet at the same time, everyone who's been talking about it and you know talking about it seriously has been saying. And yet, I. Played it like 20, 30 hours and I want to play it more. So it's a very, I don't know, dysfunctional relationship people have to this game. Um, I think everyone thinks it's bad, but it's also good. Everyone
0: doesn't... Except for you.
1: You love it because you love everything full out.
0: No, I don't love... Well, yeah, I do. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So but tell us, I think I I would love to know exactly what it is, first of all.
0: Because I, I feel like people are going they think they're going to have Fallout 5 in this game and they're not. And then you have other people going, oh, it's just a money grab. I have yet, other than paying for the game, I have yet to do any of the microtransactions. You earn these coins as you're progressing through the story. The main thing when you go in, because this is a leveling. I'm level 19, I think. Um, So it's totally different, but yet totally the same with the other Fallout games. Uh, There are Little nuances, so it's wait, all. Wait, it's
1: a multiplayer game. It's not a single player experience,
0: right? But I'm doing it single player. Mm. I'm not. I'm not grouping with anyone. I'm. A, I'm a loner. In fact, I even have a perk card for. I get bonus <laughs> for just going out on my own.
1: But so, what do you do? Like, um, is there is there an actual story to follow? Is there yes, are there quests? Whole, are there characters? The, I the heard thing. there's no
0: NPCs. There, there are NPCs. They're just dead.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: okay. And so let me just set the stage here. Okay. Um, I, I play, I have it on PS4. I played like the minute it unlocked, I logged in. I was very nervous. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew there was PVP, but I didn't really know when that was going to happen. Um, so I basically just followed The the quest. And the quest is the overseer has left the vault before you did and you need to go find the overseer's clues as as she's kind of surveying the land to find what's been going on. Um, So for
1: for people who don't know. So everything is yeah. The, the the game is set like it's the first uh, Fallout of course post-nuclear uh, uh, series uh, the world has exploded with nuclear bombs and usually you get out at different times after the apocalypse and explore yeah. the world that ha- that is a post-apocalyptic world this one you're the gray. first vault that opens yeah. and you're supposed to be the people who repopulate the earth and prepare the earth for the other vaults that are going to open later so it's relatively right. recently after the apocalypse n- nuclear apocalypse and uh so everything's destroyed and broken and it uses the fallout 4 engine mostly uh and it's heavily multiplayer or at least that's how it's being sold it
0: is yeah so as you log in you go into a world and they have a lot of different worlds so the nice thing is that you can like if somebody's griefing you like if you i mean once you get past level five you can go into pvp but if you do not engage you take a lot less damage if somebody's trying to kill you which is nice so i just you can even log out and log back in and you'll go to a totally different server so there's ways around because i know some people were like oh there's somebody's grief Well, you can do stuff about that um i have yet the only annoying thing is uh, right now, I, I guess the audio is on, on if you have a mic. And so I was, I was in this one zone and I just hear this guy ugh, breathing and like coughing and coughing and breathing. I'm like, dude, just turn <laughs> off your mic. Like, what is the It's deal? like proximi-
1: proximity.
0: Yeah, it's a proximity. Uh, so we were in the same zone together killing uh, a new type of ghoul called the scorched. Um, mm-hmm. Who actually shoot at you? Um, which I was like, "Whoa, wait! I'm not used to that kind of ghoul." <laughs> uh, and and like I said, the story, all the NPCs are dead, but you get the story and you get the quest through the audio files, those hollow tapes. And so you're collecting these hollow tapes, and you're kind of piecing together. For me, I kind of I like it and I don't like it because I always have hope that i'm going to find cuz like i've one mission where i have to go find somebody i'm like maybe they'll be alive <laughs> but i know they're not going to be alive so you feel completely alone in this world because it's it's just you know there are other people like you out there but as far as the people that survived you're kind of piecing together stories and i love games like that where i kind of unwrap the story through different means whether it's computer terminals hacking the terminals uh gathering very bioshock right um mm. but so you don't feel I, you're, you're I like playing
1: it. like the 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 solo half of a of a game that isn't a solo game you don't feel that you're getting a lesser experience than because it I feels like well, you're playing it like a fallout 3 or 4 new vegas or whatever
0: i kind i kind of am cuz i kind of don't want i don't like people
1: okay but isn't the game <laughs> less than those why did
0: they, why did they give me a loner perk because they know people are going to play this game on right their right own. no but and i'm not
1: can, i'm not and i'm not asking if it's with, yeah i'm not asking if if you're you know if it's impossible i'm asking if right. the game is less good than those other 100% solo player dedicated games because this one has a even though you're not using it it has an emphasis on multiplayer and and like you're not using half the game are you feeling like you're playing half a game
0: no i don't okay um they also have these things called events think rift remember how rift would have those big group events
1: right or for people who didn't go sleep in 1999 uh (laughs) destiny i guess has public (laughs) events as well
0: yeah destiny okay whatever <laughs> i'm thinking mmos okay <laughs> but but i remember when rift did that and they we were like oh my gosh this is so cool and that's and they have these like events throughout the whole world and you can group together you don't have to actually physically group in the game you just yeah you just show up and you work together to... and you just yeah so and, and just, so do, do you and partake in those of, i do yeah cuz those are fun um and i really you know like there's one where you have to protect the food there's like a food factory where you're repairing it and you got to protect it from because it's loud so the, all the ghouls come so there was like me and two other guys just trying to protect the the facility um as the time ran down and then once you do that you get a ton of loot um one of the you cool would things destiny. is
1: this is exactly i've played
0: Destiny's destiny game. i know exactly what destiny is um so is it comparable? Love... like
1: this, this kind of alone doing your thing, but sometimes you hang yeah. out with other people and then you in part sense, ways and you're like, yeah, bye. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. And there's even like little emotes where you can wave to them. Right. So, so there's all, all kinds of emotes that you can do. Um, some of the cool things I love, like they've expanded on the music. So one of the elements that I absolutely love in Fallout is the radios. The radio station right and so they've brought a lot of the old songs from fallout 4 so like um uh, the butcher one and there's a few others and it's nice because i'm like oh i like this song and i miss it from fallout 4 and i really feel like fallout 4 especially the dlc prepped me for 76 um the dlc had a um a building uh, that you and I was building like crazy I finally got the hang of it and I'm building and building well this is the same thing so you have a camp that you can lay down and then build up your your house and you can put all your stuff in there and you have what is called a stash and in that stash um, it's safe so as long as you put it in your stash nobody can get to the stash if you get killed in the world you lose I think your junk and it all drops into a tiny little baggie, and you can go back and get it if you can get back to where you died.
1: <laughs> can other people um, take it from you?
0: I I don't know that. Um, okay. If they can find it, it's like impossible to find. I mean, it's like I'm brown sure there's people. PvP you can get something yeah. from. Yeah, or, but yeah, it's maybe. it's also my junk, so it's like whatever. Mm. I can find more junk. In fact, I have so much junk now that I just I, I I my stash is full. Like you can only have 400 items, which is kind of annoying. I want more. Yeah, so I've heard they're going to gonna like, patch break. that. Oh, good. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to manage. I'm I'm doing a lot of managing of weight and uh, item numbers right now. So, it's getting a little annoying.
1: I guess the fun you're having is just exploring the world and being in a fallout world. I, I'm yes. not getting the feeling that people who don't have a particular love for full out. Would get anything other than being in that world. Like there, I don't know. Well, it's like, hard to describe. Well, like for instance, but.
0: my uh, I'm on a show called Lazy Elite, and one of the my co hosts Stephanie, she does not like Fallout 76 at all. Like she, doesn't. but does she like she's the like, other Fallout's? She did. She did. Okay. Um, she liked Fallout 4. Um, she's like, oh, those stupid uh, bloat flies, they kill me, and oh, I got attacked by a bunch of ghouls. I'm like, what are you doing? You're exploring too early. If you get out of that vault and just start exploring, you're going to die. You got to follow the quest line. Just follow the quest line Mm. and do the training. They actually have in almost every town a little training. So the first town you come up, you go into like this little bar area and there's like some terminals and you go up to them and you start reading them. And then you can go through their training to become a rescuer or whatever. I don't know what they were called but then further down the road there's another training facility become a firefighter so they've set up all these automated training and once you complete the training you get all this good loot um and then you get leveled up and all that stuff and um one of the cool things that you can do now is dilute your stim packs and your rat away so a lot of the things that help you um you can actually break them down and make them last because things are scarce in this world like i'm yeah there's a survival
1: looking... aspect oh, yes. to it right
0: like oh my bobby pins i used to have hundreds of bobby pins in law four i have like 10 <laughs> and they're and i lose them really quickly cuz it's so much harder to to pick a lock in this um yeah. everything's just harder and so you just you got to be slow and steady with this game okay uh, i'm I'm having a blast with it, and if you wanted to play i would i would bring you in and I would help you so. <laughs>
1: that, well i I'm not a fan of fallout to begin with, so I'm guessing well, this game like it, isn't for me
0: yeah if you don't but, like but, that world, then it's not that kind of,
1: you i like I do game. want to ask about the bugs though because everything I could read and see on on social media and in other podcasts mm-hmm. and on reviews was this game is riddled with bugs some of them game breaking and it seems like you're saying you have yeah. never seen a single bug
0: no no, i didn't say that okay. i will say that bethesda is known for their bugs in fact i am playing fallout 3 and i tried to play the dlc on the playstation and i couldn't it was like game killing like i just i didn't even play the dlc because it just killed the game
1: so are you saying Um, it's not worse than usual or
0: it's not worse than usual for me (laughs) but i but that that in mind um a few days ago they they had a huge it was 40 47 gigs it was basically replacing the entire game uh patch it was huge Mm. and that i think probably fixed a lot of the instabilities uh, okay. There, I did have one scenario where I was exploring uh, the headquarters of this company and I went up and, and for whatever reason it was the, they have these things called I told you about the scorched well eventually the scorched become radioactive and they're like radioactive statues and you can search them every time I would search that that statue the game would go <laughs> and then it would crash <laughs> I was like oh that's not good I will not go there that I will not need
1: to do. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a little bit of maybe part of the reaction to this. It might be worse than you haven't, you know, than usual and you haven't encountered those uh, mm-hmm. bugs. But I think the reaction as well was people realizing, you know, we've been laughing off the uh Bethesda releases bugged games issue for years and now mm-hmm. it's kind of, all right, it's not funny anymore, you know. It, right. it, we we love you or we loved you, but now you're kind of pushing it too far so i think there's an element i don't know that well. I do,
0: I, I, it's nothing that stops me from playing the game like if it if it were to stop me from playing the game or going forward then yeah of course i'm going to be upset but i'm like okay so i just don't go to that i yeah, don't do but, that i mean <laughs> it is you
1: understand how this is not an acceptable Solution yes. to the issue of for a game that you've paid I full price, and also, sure. I think I mean, it's not that I don't trust you, it's just that I've heard so many people describing in detail the bugs that they've had that I think mm-hmm. you you might have been lucky in your not encountering so, so many bugs. I'm so sorry,
0: when did it happen? Number one, did, was it before it was the probably big, before
1: big... that huge patch. I, I'm yeah. guessing,
0: yeah, so yeah, all right, it's, it's a huge work, it's a huge, complicated world because. Every time you log in, it's going so like I could loot um, a a chest in the same area, then log out and log back in, and and I could go into a different server and I could loot it again. So that's not great. It's just well, why not? Well, that
1: that opens the game to so much, (laughs) you know, not griefing, but. Yeah. Well. Anyway, listen. I'm I'm really happy you're you're yeah. getting what you want out of it. Uh, yeah. Clearly, you're there loving it. There are a lot of hate.
0: It, it cracks me up how much hate is on a yeah. video game. I think it might so. be a
1: breaking point as well. Uh, and there's the suspicion that this is a quick cash grab, which I get the feeling the team actually wanted to try out what a multiplayer Fallout would look like. And they realized, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, uh, the company realized, well, we don't have a big game this year. Maybe you could release this. Uh, it could as easily have been a, you know, smaller 40 bucks game. Um, yeah. Which would have well, made a lot. Well, it is
0: $40, of... like in your notes. It's $40 right now. No, well, no. That's, no, old, that's
1: yeah, that was the, bra- all, that's they a they whole own. other thing. A week yeah. after it was released, not even, like five days it was on sale on PSN for Black Friday, and I'm guessing on, on the other platforms as well, mm-hmm. for 40 bucks. which, yeah. like, I understand games, you know, are, are on sale, like, a month after, or two months after they've released, but five days, that, <laughs> I mean, if you bought it for full price five days before, it, it's not fun to see it on, on sale. Um, I wanted to play it
0: the day it released. I was even interested in the beta You had to pre-order it for the beta. So a lot of people wanted it for the beta. Okay, but come on, Nicole. You
1: understand how that is, you know, that sale five days afterwards is, you know, leaves a a, a bad taste in your mouth, right? The problem
0: is when it released, it released around the holidays. So you're going to, you're just going to have sales around holidays. Still, still. I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I, I paid what I paid. There's no sense crying over (laughs) Money. <laughs>
1: paid money. <laughs> I, no, I get that you're, you're having fun and you like the game and you're fine yeah. with that. But I also understand that some people who, you know, have bought it like three days before, they're like, oh, sure. it, it was released two days ago. Wait, what? Yeah. 40 bucks? I paid six, six, 60 or 70 two days earlier.
0: That's, that's how sales work.
1: N- yeah, but th- it is different when the game was released five days earlier. Come on, you don't tell me you don't see that.
0: I see that it released on November fourteenth. The following <laughs> week was Thanksgiving and Black Friday.
1: Fine, okay. I, well, I guess
0: I know shopping. I know what I, I. I understand how these. I mean, does Bethesda have say over the sales as well? Of course. Sometimes when you no, do they?
1: Well, I mean, maybe it was uh, Zenimax, but
0: because a a lot of times these companies, they're like, okay, these are this is gonna be the the schedule. Of what we're gonna do this for the sale? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I think you're being a little bit kind <laughs> with Bethesda. I'm not. I'm just you know, being,
0: I, I'm. I'm. am You're defensive you a of Fallout. Co- yeah, I'm giving yeah. you a, a an opposite
1: view. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which I'm not. Usually, I'm the one who. Oh
0: my god! We should the... be upset that it dropped. No. No.
1: Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I, I'm saying yeah. I it know, feels bad that five days after you paid it full price on release day. Yeah it's 40 bucks. I think it's, it's, it's reasonable to be upset about this. I'm not saying you should burn down your house in protest. I'm saying it's reasonable (laughs) to be upset. And I'm usually the the person who says being angry, you know, people are too angry about stuff. I'm the one trying to, to find, you know, balance in the force.
0: Are you, are you playing Red Dead too?
1: I played it when it was released. Uh, now I found better, better things to do with my time. Um,
0: yep i think you know
1: i think red dead is a very interesting game that we'll be talking about for a long time to come uh i just don't think it's a great game but i think it's a great for lack of a better word it's a very interesting piece of art and it's trying to do Mm -hmm. things that are different and interesting in the same way that some indie games do except this one as i said when i first talked about it has a you know quadruple a budget so that mm-hmm. alone is interesting, and there are many things to discuss. I'm sure we'll talk about them yeah. um, more, <laughs> and in the next few years. But, but I, I, I,
0: I, I started. I couldn't. I couldn't play it. I went back to Tomb Raider.
1: <laughs> yeah, you and many other people. Yeah. Uh, so on uh, on uh, Black Friday, I bought a couple of games: Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, oh, before that, let's talk about another. Well, an actual indie game: uh, Return of the Obra, Obra Din. Which is super weird, and a lot of people love. And I thought was, you know, I would try just because it's interesting visually, and I wanted to know what it's about. Uh, It's a game by Lucas Pope, who uh, released Papers Please, who developed and released Papers Papers Please. Um, Super interesting thing. If you haven't seen the visuals of that game, go check it out. But it's essentially a weird puzzle that is also a walking simulator and a lot of people have been talking about the puzzle aspect but i didn't realize you could uh play it as a walking simulator and the mechanics of it are so interesting um you essentially get on this i'm not spoiling anything it's literally the first five minutes of the uh, game you get on this boat it's in a uh, victorian era you get on this boat and this is the entire game that takes place on that boat with these uh dos slash macOS first version apple 2 uh visuals with only two colors but it's a 3d it's a filter applied on the 3d game so you get on that boat and you have to find out what happened to all of the people fr- on the boat who died and all of them died. And you have a special uh, uh, clock. How do you call it? Like uh, a clock, I guess Um, watch a pocket watch. That's how you call it. Um, That allows you when you find someone who died, um, you see the corpse and you click the watch and you see in, in kind of a diorama of the scene when, of when they died, the moment of their death. And you can explore the diorama, walk around, and it it you piece together clues to what's happened to them and what's happened to the entire uh, uh, boat through that. And it's super interesting because the way the story is told is through those dioramas and the few lines of dialogue that you hear that lead up to the death... And you go sometimes back through time and then forward through time to explore the events that led to all of this unraveling. Um, And so the gaming part of it is this puzzle of having to figure out who each person is and what happened to them, how they died. Um, And the, the story aspect of it is very strong as well. So so, with all that said, I don't think the game is for me, so I'm mm. not necessarily um, going to be playing it to to the end. Um, but I I do admire the um, the the artness, the artfulness of it, and the game design aspects as well. Um,
0: it's it sounds like a game I'm I was just playing before I start Fallout 76. We Happy Few, have you played that yet?
1: No, I haven't. I I mean, yeah, it's we happy few seems like it's interesting, but it's not a very good game. Um, this one is getting much worse. Yeah. Well, apparently you you like the games that everyone else hates. (laughs) I guess so.
0: (laughs) I love it because it's the same thing where you're playing. It's a first person. Uh, and there's a lot of elements of of Fallout seventy six in it. Like you have to collect honey, and you do the same in Fallout seventy six. Um and you have weapons and you're what you're doing you're playing as three different people so the first story you're in a world that something really really bad has happened but everyone takes this pill called joy to forget it and you go off your joy and you're trying to figure out and remember what happened and you're slowly getting your memories back and it's pretty awful um and that's your that's the first guy and you and you play as two more characters and you're kind of finding out what happened to this small little island town, and and you pick up these masks that give you glimpses at, to those memories hmm. um so it, it sounds very similar simil- yeah it's it's really cool um i the gameplay like you said sometimes the gameplay is eh, whatever but um it's just weird and creepy and Bioshocky and yeah <laughs> well i guess <laughs> I there, are, there are
1: some similarities um the main difference I guess is that the gameplay from Oberdin is really a pu- puzzle aspect. I mm, you can't okay. really even yeah. call it gameplay. It's like the game mechanics, it's puzzly uh more than than twitchy. Um and it it works. It's pretty interesting. Um so if you if this is your kind of game, you probably already have it because it's been making a lot of noise. Um but it's worth checking into for um general gaming cultures sake mm-hmm. i don't know if
0: i'll, I'll check it out looks you know, sounds sounds very weird
1: looking by the way
0: i love those weird games I just
1: okay. love it. if you haven't seen what it looks like uh, like google it now um return of the obra din and you'll see what it looks like it's very unexpected it's not what you would think of for a game like this or maybe it would be and obra um Dinn. yeah so we happy few at least you one person likes it <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> no, we but I've heard nothing do. but but very critical uh, opinions. You're
0: running very it. critical circles, I guess. I guess <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Hey, what I'm not critical about is one of the games I bought for uh, Black Friday. I've loved it so much, I haven't even tried the other one. So I bought, as I said, a Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed. And I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey nonstop. Um, I was yeah. very apprehensive of the game because of those critical circles I've run into, apparently. Um, and a lot of people saying, you know, pointing out the issues of the game, uh, I think a little bit too forcefully and probably to try and appear balanced because there are certainly some issues, um, not the least of which being the question of that um, uh, increased uh, ex- experience rate that you can get through a microtransaction. You can pay 10 bucks to get uh, 50% more XP throughout the game, which essentially allows you to mainline the story and not worry about any of the side quests which are pretty fun and interesting. Uh, but if you don't do them, then obviously you can't mainline the story. Uh, it, you can't go through with the story. And and I think if that uh, microtransaction bit hadn't been there, no one would have worried. It would have just been, well, of course, you have to do some side stuff to keep going with the main story. Um, but since it's there, of course, everyone wonders. And that's a, you know, a, a legitimate question. We wonder if they haven't put so many side things to do when lowered the level of xp you're getting to force Mm -hmm. you to you know to encourage people to get that uh xp boost so i don't think go ahead
0: oh go ahead i was gonna say mark is playing this game odyssey um and he did he did the boost he actually was he was he was worried about it But he only has like two hours a night to play. Right. And he was really enjoying it. And he's like, why am I beating myself up? I'm just, I want to play this game. So he didn't, he did it. And he's, he's like, I just did it. (laughs) It was like this big achievement. (laughs) He's like, I got rid of the guilt. And I, yeah, I think, I think this
1: is a legitimate concern. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. I'll.
0: I'll No, I was just, I was just saying that he was glad it was there because it gave him of the game it 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 really utilized the time that he did have because he wanted to play the game but he was just he couldn't he didn't have all that time and that's Um,
1: that's where the question uh, uh, comes from right because if you want to design this game uh let's say you don't even have that question of whether or not there will be an xp boost do you design it by giving enough XP when you're doing the main story to keep going, therefore Mm -hmm. kind of nullifying the side things... Or do you keep the side things in uh, and and then that means that people who don't have a lot of time, because it's a long game, like it's a very rich game, that means that people who don't have a lot of time are probably never going to see the main story because, you know, there's too much to do. And that question, I think, isn't a simple, oh, they did it for the money or, oh, they they couldn't have done it otherwise or, you know, but the fact that the microtransaction thing exists does live a little bit of a... uh, you know the question yeah yeah but regardless so regardless they're of trying this, to get
0: both they're, they're trying to work both sides they're trying to work the side that you know the person that has all the time in the world there you know for 40 plus hours and play that game um and then the person that has only a handful kids family gamers are getting older and of course they have less time but they could so- have designed
1: the game to from the i don't know they could have a, a En- enabled an option for this or i, I don't know i, yeah, I mean yeah,
0: maybe.
1: anyway i i don't want to spend it it is what it is it has been discussed to death um i i want to focus a little bit more on the fact that uh well actually the game is really awesome and it's it's the question of is there some um unnecessary filling in that game i guess does exist but There are so many things to do in this game. So first of all, the gameplay, I don't know why it didn't grab me in Origins. Maybe it's different enough that it grabbed me here and not in Origins. Um, But I I got into it immediately in this one. Um, The setting might have something to do with it. Ancient Greece might speak to me me more than Egypt. Um, But beyond that, you start the game. It's fun from the beginning. You have a ton of things to do. And then it adds... System upon system upon system. Like there are 15 different things you can do at any given time. And all of them, well, maybe not all of them are fun, but a good majority of them are really fun to do. Um, as Mark found out, you, you have to be willing to do side things on different islands, but those things are fun too. So I don't have, I don't really have a problem with it. It does take a lot of time, but you know, it's, sure. it does add systems that are it's it's very reminiscent of shadow of mordor and especially shadow of war which i think it got a lot of inspiration from um in the uh, mercenary system there's a mercenary rank system that you climb through there's i don't want to say too much because maybe some people are going to find out and it's going to be fun but um there's that is pretty well known. There's balance of powers on the different islands that you can weaken by attacking and burning their supplies and stuff, and then you um you you create a battle opportunity where you can defend or attack um whoever because you're a mercenary, so you can sell your services to um either of them. And it's just I was very surprised that this game that I'm enjoying this game so much. And quite honestly at how good this game is. Like I had, it was really interesting. We were talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 and I had Red Dead on my hard drive and I installed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And for the first couple of days, it was like, so am I going to play one or the other? And invariably <laughs> I went to Assassin's Creed because I'm having fun yeah. playing Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah.
0: So the first chapter of Red Dead is just a slog. And it's. I feel like it Mm. almost being like oh you say you're a fan of red dead well try this (laughs) (laughs) see if you can get through this i know Um, because i honestly i got frustrated with it and i went back to shadow tomb raider and finished that off because it was so it was fun and it was i was it was fast paced and i'm going all over and solving puzzles and i think it's similar to the assassin's creed odyssey game yeah, I'm so, looking forward to
1: giving it a try as well. I'm wondering if I'm going to be, enjoy it as much as Assassin's Creed because I'm like, as I joked on Twitter, Assassin's Creed is the only thing I want to play right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of waiting to to give Tomb Raider a try at some point. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, so would you say it's also super fun? Like, a, a because it's also yeah, gotten I, reviews where people are like, "Yeah, it's great," but it's also the same as Rise and and you know, is it's exactly third in the but yeah, okay.
0: The way I kind of approached it was. It's the, it's the third chapter in a story. So I'm like, okay, so this is the last one. It does feel like the other ones, but you know, we as gamers always ask for that. Like, oh, can yeah. you just give me what I like? So that's what they did. They gave you what you liked. And when they um, do something
1: different, like Fallout 76, everyone is pissed <laughs> because it's not Fallout 4 or Even 5. Even though people you know? have been
0: asking for multiplayer yeah. Fallout for years, yeah, they're like, okay, Ooh, multiplayer. So yeah, I, I it took me a little while to warm up to, to Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but eventually I got into it, and I really, I really enjoyed it. There are some weird claustrophobic moments in that game, though. I would give you a, a little heads up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good to it's know. Kind of in, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I liked it.
1: All right. Well, I'll give it a try at some point as
0: well. You should.
1: Um so I guess that's it for the games we've been playing. Uh there are a few additional tidbits of news we're going to go through. Uh Red Dead Redemption 2 online is starting, I guess tomorrow, uh, depending on what yeah, edition and when you started playing and uh but the beta, yeah, is starting uh, tomorrow. It's going to ramp up over the next few days. So if you have Red Dead 2, you will be eligible between tomorrow and like next week to start playing it. Um there was a Uh, a leak of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate um, like two weeks before release or a week and a half. Um, The full game is available for people who, I guess, uh, jailbreaked their their Switches and uh, there's like footage everywhere. It's (laughs) pretty incredible that this happened. Apparently it happened thanks to uh, probably people who got it from review code. People have had, journalists have had and there's even a store... In Mexico, that got its got its hands on it, and who basically dumped the rom. Someone bought it from there and dumped the rom, and and so everyone can play it. If you have broken jailbroken your Switch, which I wouldn't recommend to do because it's uh, uh, dangerous for your Switch. <laughs> um, and and some people have been saying like the some of the versions don't run or break the console or stuff like that but anyway there's tons of footage if, there, if you're excited for this game you can go check it out on youtube i'm guessing um and the game is like pre-ordering better than any uh switch game or or a uh, uh, smash game ever which is not that surprising i suppose it's been a while if we don't count the wii u version which no one counts because no one had a wii u except me i guess um the Game Awards were going to be, you know what? We don't care about uh, the the uh, award nominees, although you can go vote for them if you want. Um, God of War was good. <laughs> the what?
0: I said God of War was a great game.
1: It was. And it was. Win- um, the wins. Game of the Year, I was pretty happy with the nominees, but um, we'll see. That, that is on the 6th or 7th, so we'll have uh, fun with that as well. Uh have you seen the Detective Pikachu trailer? It's just, you know, so are talking about Pokémon. So again, I did. everyone seems to hate it. Uh what do you Really?
0: Think? Uh, whatever. I, I, don't know. I don't really have I don't have a strong uh feeling about Pokémon. I thought it was funny. I thought it was weird that Ryan Reynolds was the voice <laughs> of Pikachu. Um but it could work maybe. I don't know. So, so I'm
1: going to I'm going to maybe blow the mind of a few people there. I thought it was great. I'm going to yeah. go see that movie, which if you had told me, you know, three weeks ago, are you going to go watch Detective Pikachu? Um, I would have said, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> like, no, no way. And this looks like it could be like, you can't make a serious Pikachu live action movie. It has to be a certain right. level of, you know, uh, uh, uh self-awareness, right? Yeah so uh, unless you know you do it for kids and that's a completely different movie so i don't know i thought it was fun i thought the take seemed to uh strike the right balance between serious and and self-aware and fun so mm-hmm. i'm curious i'm gonna i'm gonna go yeah. see it i think
0: <laughs> tell me how it is i probably i never get to the movies anymore yeah
1: so. <laughs> that's probably gonna be a problem you're right uh Valve is uh, finally discontinuing its Steam Link. Um you know the little box you connect to your uh to your TV to stream your games from your PC. Uh it's wow. available on uh set-top boxes on Android set-top boxes and some TVs. Unfortunately not on the uh Apple products for various reasons. Um but yeah, so the Steam Link it's interesting because it seems Valve is kind of finally good getting away from hardware and maybe it means they're going to start making games again i know artifact is just releasing now but that almost doesn't count i don't know it's like it's a card game which is fine i don't have anything against card games but um <laughs> yeah um what else you know that doesn't really matter anymore i i'm gonna just reference uh the great article by um Jason Trier about Diablo and uh, the, the the feedback and sources he got from people inside Blizzard and what happened with that whole um, uh, uh, fiasco at BlizzCon with the announcement of Diablo Immortal. Um, go check it out if you haven't. It's a really interesting read if you're interested in that. It's super long. Uh, there are a couple of uh, tidbits of information that I think are especially interesting to point out. Um, I, so I will say there's a lot of, of pointing the finger at Activision in in the current state of Blizzard, which I'm not sure I agree with. Big surprise. I'm, I'm a Blizzard chill in the eyes of some people. But, you know, <laughs> I did work at the company for five years and it was a while ago. So maybe things have changed. But it at the time I was there, it was after the merger between Activision and Blizzard. And At the time, Activision was always the bad guy. You know, already back then, people were saying, oh, Activision has done this, and this is because of them, that this is happening. And, like, I, my personal experience, I never felt that in the company. Like, I never felt the influence of Activision being negative. And yet, it was always being touted as the bad guy by the community. And... On the contrary, like what I've been saying for a while, I was very wary of Activision's influence on Blizzard when I joined. And uh, I was incredibly surprised that, you have to remember, in 2012, when Diablo 3 launched, which was a big issue, of course, the launch was not ideal, um, some people... You know, it, it would have been fair to expect that given the state of the company, StarCraft II wasn't doing great. Diablo Three had um, launched and was having issues. Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, was off its its in, in impossible rise. You know, it was around mm-hmm. 2010 that um, subscription started going down instead of up. And uh, as we now know, Titan was in big trouble in 2000. 10, uh, 12 2013 it would have been absolutely the time for activision if they had you know those kinds of intentions uh, for them to get into the company and mess things up and honestly they didn't or i didn't feel it but my suspicion is that they know that blizzard knows how to do games and they gave uh, morheim and and the company time to make good games that would sell that well and make them a lot of money so I I don't see why now they would all of a sudden jump in and start cutting costs and firing people. And like, that makes no sense. So until I have like, I'm going to wait a little bit more to give credence to those kinds of speculations. And I would encourage people, I I don't encourage people to do anything. You do whatever you want, whatever. But (laughs) I think it makes no sense that Activision would jump in now and mess things up because they haven't before when it made a lot more sense to do that. Right. Um, I will also say that the question of cost-cutting that uh, Schreier talks about, given the, the, uh, uh, from his sources, again, look at the situation Blizzard is in now. We now know that Diablo 4 is not going to come for a while. Um, Battle for Azeroth was just released. Hearthstone, uh Heroes and uh Overwatch are getting a little bit long in the tooth. So they don't have anything coming for the next, you know, 12 to 18 months, maybe more. It would mm. be you know, it's not that they made a billion dollars with whatever game 2 years ago so they should be happy with this and continue at a breakneck pace. That's not how it works. If you don't have, you know, if you want to keep people developing and doing the work they they do comfortably, you have to be a little bit conservative. Um, So I would be very interested in knowing where the cost-cutting is happening. You know, what we've heard from the sources is that staffing is not on the chopping block. Like if you need a developer, whatever, you can hire people. And that's the most important thing. So given that, I would be curious to know where the cost-cutting is happening. Maybe it's in trade events that you don't go to because you don't have anything to show. Maybe it's on, I don't know, champagne celebrations of a game, uh patch or whatever. You know, they have those game celebrations for um, champagne celebrations that we see pictures of on, on uh, social media. <laughs> I don't know. But the fact that they're not cutting on staff is a good sign to me. So it seems to me like conservative... Uh, management rather than oh my god you know you're spending too much money we're going to cut your your everything in half and that's going to hamper your ability to make games so i don't know but when
0: when when i I, the other thing i hear a lot is oh they're just trying to make well duh they're a business they're trying to pay people for the work that they're doing i i i i i I feel like in this uh free I feel like it's getting better, but, you know, free to play and all that, like somebody has to get paid. (laughs) I agree.
1: I also think there are, there are ways of doing it. I think it's possible to go too far. And certainly with the issue we've seen last year with Battlefront 2, it did go too far. Um, The question of the, the, you know, we're going to slow your game down, but we're also going to give you that XP boost, if you pay ten bucks, is also questionable. Right. Like the question mm-hmm. can exist, as we said before. Um, certainly, the Diablo Immortal is going for a different market, which is very lucrative. So, I understand the question being asked. But yeah, in general, obviously someone has to get paid. But I don't think, in general, reasonable people aren't saying Blizzard shouldn't find way to make monies, to make yeah. money. But. Um, so yeah. Anyway, oh, th- go read the full article. Super interesting, as I said. There's uh, discussions about the different um, uh, uh, ways that Diablo 4 development has gone. Like it's gone through one major reset, um, and currently is going in a very uh, dark direction. And but it's it's been reset two years ago, so it needs to more time in the in the oven. Um, there's a, a big um, Part of the development from the, if not all of the development from the uh, Ellen Adham um, incubator, which is focused on mobile. So it seems they're doing a lot of mobile stuff. And Corey Stockton, our (laughs) good Nintendo fan friend, is apparently working on a Warcraft version of Pokemon Go um and apparently <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> i i'm not a fan of pokemon go but apparently there's a lot more gameplay in that version obviously yeah. uh, it's not going to be exactly the same but they also say that the developers are the ones who are uh, excited about mobile games um so it's not like a mandate from someone up top saying you're now going to make mobile games which i think is um is is making me hopeful for getting versions of mobile games that i might actually enjoy as we discussed before you know there's no reason mobile games wouldn't be enjoyable by core gamers um and maybe they're going to find the magic formula that have eluded that has alluded, um i think all of mobile developers until now mm-hmm. because we as core gamers haven't jumped into that uh, arena so much and maybe blizzard can do it we'll see but the fact that the developers are the ones, according to those sometimes negative sources, they're saying the developers are the ones who are excited about those games, gives me a little bit more hope. So, I don't know. We'll see. But again, Fingers the article crossed. is great. Go read it. It's a super long read, very informative. And uh, and it's a great reporting, again, by Jason Schreier. And it's I, I'm providing you kind of the positive spin on it and there's a lot of uh, more concerning stuff in the article so if you're curious why i'm being like oh this is like this and like that go go read it it's very interesting and that's gonna be it i think for this oh, okay. uh, episode
0: and we're done <laughs> yes we, covered, we are we covered a lot
1: yeah we did um we usually try to do that so thanks so much nicole for for yeah. being on the show and sharing your love for out in the oh, face of adversity
0: I, I just can't help it
1: <laughs> so you it's mentioned i do you mentioned ladies of leet uh yes. and maybe you also have a twitter account you can promote if people want more i do nicole
0: so uh kim stephanie and i talk about video games over on ladies can you believe we've been doing that for almost nine or ten years ten what years! no yes it's you haven't up on ten you're years. lying yeah We took a break, but then it was a pretty long
1: break, though. It was what? It was a long. It
0: was it it was two years. Okay. (laughs) So I guess you can deduct. No, but it's it's,
1: you started ten years ago. I can't believe this. It's like I remember listening to you uh, and sending like, I can't remember if it was recorded stuff or just emails. I can't Mm -hmm. believe it's been ten years. I didn't even know my wife ten years ago. That's insane. (laughs) well
0: movielicious would be 10 years as well because we started movielicious around the same time we actually started movielicious before Lazy elite yeah that's that's Um, what i thought but you can also follow me on twitter at nicole spag oh that's um, all over as nicole spag
1: excellent oh damn it i had an excellent joke about fallout 76 i was gonna say (laughs) something like more like Bowl out flat on your face seventy six or something like that. I had prepared that joke for like three days.
0: Damn it. <laughs> but bump. That yeah. was a terrible joke. I'll I'll it's use okay.
1: it as a title. It's fine. I'll <laughs> I think it will it will work. That's awesome. Uh, All right. Well, thank you very much, Nicole Spag. And the link will be in the show notes uh, for your Twitter account. And you can find everything she does from there. Uh, For me, it's not Patrick on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also find this show and another one at FrenchSpin.com. If you're interested, go check it out. And if you have something to say about what we've been discussing, you can go uh, comment on the blog at FrenchSpin.com. We thank you very much for listening. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode. Look to you then. Bye.